Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi there, and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. And uh, we're following the the Russia theme that we've been uh, establishing in the last few weeks, looking at the Nazi uh, invasion of the Soviet Union. Um, If you'll recall, the last podcast we were uh, doing was on the defence of Moscow in uh, the winter of 1941, and the outcome of of that uh, defence was a catastrophic failing for the German army who came within um, uh, 25 kilometres of the city centre and were of the uh, final seizure of Stalin's capital. The reason for the seizure of uh, the attempt to seize Moscow was primarily a face value down to the freezing cold weather and the snows which caused the German army to grind to a halt. But at a deeper level, one can see all sorts of fundamental problems within uh, the operation of Hitler's war machine. The supposedly inferior Russians and the supposedly uh, chaotic uh, Bolshevik regime uh, that uh, Hitler looked on with contempt had the foresight to put antifreeze in their fuel and had the uh, ability to fight in winter conditions in a way that the German army had not mastered. And therefore, it could be more more reasonably argued that there was uh, chaos uh, and poor planning and poor organisation uh, deep within uh, the German war machine. Now, in this podcast, we're going to look at the siege of Leningrad, um, and I'm going to spend a few podcasts looking on this. Um, This was the the longest siege of the war. It uh, had uh, an unimaginable toll in terms of civilian deaths. Um, And I, I think when we look at things like the siege of Leningrad, 
it, it helps to kind of invert a mythology about the First and the Second World Wars that we all popularly cling to, the idea that the First World War was kind of like the, the bad war and the Second World War, quote-unquote, the good war. The reality is is that the, the First World War was primarily fought between combatants and the Second World War was primarily and overwhelmingly fought against civilians. The um, levels of mass civilian deaths in the, the, the Second World War dwarfs uh, the, the First World War. Um, we have all sorts of notions about the Second World War because of perhaps because of the, the decisive conclusion, the um, monstrous nature of the opponent, um, and the uh, more simple, uh, at first glance, more simple moral judgments uh, that, that one can make. Though obviously as you uh, drill down into those, it becomes far from simple and a far more kind of nuanced and, and complex picture where uh, the, the simple idea of good guys and bad guys doesn't really uh, exist. So, looking at um, Leningrad, just as the, um, the the fate of Moscow was decided, um, a drama to to the west was um, an unfolding. Um, there had been three army groups that uh, had invaded the Soviet Union in the summer of 1941, and it was Army Group North that made its way through the Baltic states and all the way to Leningrad, which uh, sits in the on just on the the Gulf of Finland. And it was the Finns who had been invaded by Stalin's armies in the winter of 1939 to 1940, um, who uh, eventually, after having inflicted heavy losses on the Soviet Union, were forced to concede territory who now saw uh, an opportunity for uh, for revenge. They had been um, given new equipment uh, by, um, the, by Nazi Germany and encouraged to join Operation Barbarossa. Um, the uh, Germans advanced from Norway and they um, established um, a uh, perimeter... Uh, close to Murmansk. Um, the Finns crossed just beyond the 1939 frontier um, and with um, the Germans on the 15th of September um, they encircled Leningrad. Um, one of the reasons for uh, Hitler's uh, decision to uh, encircle and then, then attempt to destroy Leningrad uh, much as his uh, much vaunted ambition later and realised to, to raise Paris to the ground, was that um, the centres of both the French and the Russian revolutions needed to be symbolically destroyed, as these were, in Hitler's ideas, two key moments in European history that needed to be undone. Hitler famously said that his job was to undo the French Revolution itself. Um, and kind of all the uh, modern political notions of the individual that stem from it. The siege um, of the city um, would last for two years, and it would cost the defenders of the city and the civilians of the city more lives than all the combatants and all the civilian deaths from Britain and America combined. It was utterly merciless. 
Uh, particularly, it was a war fought against children. Um, 2,000 children were killed when the Luftwaffe attacked uh, a train of refugees at Likovo, for example. Um, the was placed in the hands of Clement Voroshilov. Um, he was a Stalin loyalist. He had no trust for or liking of professional soldiers and understood nothing about a warfare particularly. Um, the, there were large uh, convoys of food sent from Moscow to the city. But Roshlov, in his infinite wisdom, um, decided um, that to accept a need for food would represent defeatism, and this was not the sort of thing that Stalin wished to hear. So he diverted supplies away from the city to other fronts and decided that um, there would be uh, impromptu and improvised attacks on the Germans, which only ended in, in slaughter. There's um, an interesting parallel here between the defence of the city of Moscow brought about by Zhukov and the defence of Leningrad um, led by Voroshilov to show that in these circumstances what's required is a soldier, not a commissar. Max Hastings writes, um, A despairing Lieutenant Yushkevich wrote in his diary uh, entry before, last diary entry before being killed, Our soldiers are only issued with old rifles and we have pathetically few machine guns. We haven't any grenades either. There are no medics. This is not a military unit. We are simply cannon fodder. And that's very revealing in itself. The, uh, there was still a sufficient amount of fear of Stalin um, and of uh, the NKVD um, and the uh, party system in, in general to encourage cannon fodder tactics, i.e. it's better to relentlessly fling men at the Germans and hope something turns up than to appear to be doing nothing I was trying to come up with a, a better strategy. By the 8th of September, the encirclement of the city was complete and the siege formally began. Um, Zhukov is sent to relieve Voroshilov um, and arrives by light aircraft. Um, and when Voroshilov returns to Moscow in a moment of uncharacteristic bravery, he actually shouts Stalin down, um, claiming that to Stalin, you have yourself to blame for all of this. You're the one who annihilated the old guy of the army. You had the best generals killed. Um, Stalin um, attempted to kind of shrug and um, to bluff his way out of this one. Um, and um, the anger that Voroshilov shows is uh, close to uh, getting him a date with the firing squad, but in the uh, kind of the pressures of the war and the need for um, loyalists of any nature, uh, this manages to save his bacon somewhat. Zhukov, before he was called back to Moscow, uh, went to work quickly countermanding much of what Voroshilov had instructed, reorganising the defence of Leningrad. He saved the Baltic fleet from being scuttled in, in the harbour, uh, assuming, uh, as Voroshilov had, um, that it would be um, a way of uh, preventing German ships from uh, accessing um, uh, past Kronstadt Island. Uh, when, when Zhukov countermanded this order, 
Um, it meant that the guns of the uh, Russian, the Soviet Navy, at <coughs> um, Leningrad were capable of um, shelling uh, German ground forces and protecting uh, Soviet ground troops. Uh, there were uh, several attempts to break through the German blockade. Um, on the 17th of September, um, there was uh, the biggest attempt to break the blockade, which um, was defeated by a wave after wave of uh, German artillery fire, uh, losing thousands of lives. Again, um, Max Hastings writes, a Marine officer, Nikolai Vavin, described an attempt to reinforce the island fortress of Oreshek on Lake Lagoda. Our guys just didn't stand a chance. The Germans quickly spotted us from the air, and it became a mass execution. The enemy's planes first bombed and then machine gunned us. Out of my own landing group of 200 men, only 14 reached the shoreline. It would appear, though, that Zhukov was as partial to the uh, cannon fodder attack as um, Stalin or his commissars uh, may have been. Uh, Zhukov was unmoved by losses and threw men into the breach um, and basically knew that manpower was all he had. There were huge casualties and virtually no medical facilities and uh, Zhukov used the old tactic of blocking units um, NKVD and Red Army men who marched behind the uh, behind uh, the Red Army, shooting any soldiers that attempted to flee or turn. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Germans bombarded the Red Army not just with um, artillery, uh, but also with propaganda, um, sending out loudspeaker messages uh, to the battlefield um, saying uh, things such as, it's time to assemble at your extermination points again. We shall bury you on the banks of the Neva. However, one thing that Stalin and Zhukov didn't quite understand was that there was to be no full frontal assault on Leningrad. Instead, Leningrad was to be starved into, uh, into non-existence. Uh, there was to be 
uh, no um, attempt to uh, take the city, Hitler simply saw it as uh, as an irrelevance and something that could be bulldozed as soon as the war was over. The uh, Nazis uh, assumed that the Russians would be able to supply each citizen with uh, within Leningrad with no more than 250 grams of bread a day, which would be uh, something that would uh, starve the peoples that are there to death slowly. It is um, worth observing how starvation mapped into the uh, German calculations for the Eastern Front, not only the starvation of mass starvation um, of uh, Jewish prisoners in, in Auschwitz, Birkenau, those who uh, weren't gassed, would have a lifespan of about three months, which would come to an end largely as a result of overwork, disease and hunger. Um, and the plan, the uh, general plan Ost, um, to starve to death some 30 million Russians uh, and therefore create the living space for a new expanded master race uh, to inhabit. Part of the rather mercenary logic of the German army was that there was no point in risking the lives of uh, any German soldiers, that the city was of no value, and that simply leaving it to die was a far more effective strategy. Hitler said, Petersburg, the poisonous nest from which for so long Asiatic venom has spewed forth into the Baltic, must vanish from the Earth's surface. The city is already cut off. It only remains for us to bomb and bombard it, destroy its sources of water and power, then deny the population everything it needs to survive. This idea of Asiatic venom this was kind of obviously racial code for um, the uh, dangerous mixture in Hitler's eyes of kind of Slavdom and Jewry uh, invading pristine Europe, uh, and that uh, Saint Petersburg was really a kind of an abomination because if you remember, obviously it's not it's called Leningrad, but he viewed it as as, as Petersburg. It had been the city of Tsar Peter the Great that had been built on the Baltic along European lines to give Russia, an Asiatic country in Hitler's eyes, a, a, a European outlet onto uh, the Baltic. And it looked very much uh, like a, a European city of the uh, 18th century when it was constructed. So with this in mind, the, the first aerial attacks on uh, Leningrad destroyed warehouses along the waterside, holding the food reserves of the city. Um, supposedly, um, this, the streets were kind of sticky with molten sugar uh, that poured from the burning warehouses, which um, burned for, for days on end. And the citizens of the city very quickly learned what was in store for them. Uh, Elena Scarabina uh, writes in her diary, We're approaching the greatest horror. Everyone is preoccupied with only one thought. We're to get something edible so as not to starve to death. We have returned to prehistoric times. Life has been reduced to one thing, the hunt for food. 
And it was at this point that the citizens of um, Leningrad understood really the nature of Hitler's war of, of annihilation, that there was to be no surrender, there were to be no prisoners, because this was a racial war, that they were of the wrong racial type for Hitler and must be removed from the face of the earth. Quickly, citizens of Leningrad uh, learned to eat anything that they possibly could do. Um, they began to make soup and make bread and cakes with grass. Um, this is a, a kind of a, a quite a standard thing uh, in countries that where famines occur on a fairly regular basis. That you, uh, you look at Russia or China or uh, any other country that has uh, repeated famines and. Uh, very quickly, things like brass, grass and bark are made into, into cakes, even though they have of very little nutritional value. Um, the, uh, a black market emerges. The uh, city's authorities that had stamped out any kind of uh, capitalistic um, exchange lose all control over the buying and selling of goods. Uh, people sell matches candles, items of clothing, whatever they can do for um, quantities of rubles here and there, until, of course, money itself proves to be completely useless, uh, and then there is simply a barter and exchange. Pets quickly vanish from the streets as they are consumed, and the entire cities, uh, parks, gardens, and other public spaces are turned over to the growing of vegetables. There was very little fuel, and this would be uh, catastrophic to the people of Leningrad during the long, cold Russian winter. It would have as terrible an effect on them as it did on the German army. The, the Germans themselves um, sent their tanks to uh, the south and to the, the Moscow Theatre of Operations, um, to where active fighting was more uh, important. And the um, uh, besiegers created uh, a series of bunkers and gun emplacements around the city where it could be shelled on a daily basis, um, and the uh, operation uh, was one that was ex essentially static as far as the um, uh, besiegers were uh, concerned. The only movement of Russians out of the city would be either uh, attacking soldiers or fleeing civilians, and both were bombarded with uh, artillery and mortar fire, um, and there was a essentially a killing ground outside the city that meant that um, virtually nobody could get out. Um, one uh, Russian officer, uh, Red Army officer, Wassily Koroshevin, um, wrote on the 25th of October to his wife, I've received a letter from you and I cannot describe the pleasure it gave. Today is the 6th that I am spending in a cellar of a mason's shop only accessible by crawling. I sit here directing fire while mines and shells explode around me shaking the earth. It's impossible to get out of the water. Hot tea is our greatest luxury, and rations are brought to us by night. Yesterday a shell exploded between me and a reconnaissance man, shredding the tails of my greatcoat. I was unhurt except my gas mask case hit me in the head. A fellow soldier, 
um, manning the defences, spoke of the hunger that the Red Army uh, was racked with. All of our soldiers on the front looked like ghouls, emaciated by hunger and cold. They are in rags, filthy and very, very hungry. And so, uh, as Hitler had intended, the war was being waged against um, the defenders of Leningrad and against the civilians through starvation. Artillery was the other method, and the city was shelled regularly throughout the day, but particularly at times when civilians were out, uh, were likely to be out uh, of their houses in largest numbers, um, and the, the moments when they would be queuing for bread or trying to find food. The city required 100 tonnes of food a day in order to just maintain um, starvation levels, or just above starvation levels of uh, sustenance. Um, that meant that uh, any disruption to that supply line was going to be catastrophic. On the 30th of November, only 61 tonnes got through. Um, loaves were uh, baked in from any materials that could be uh, that people could get their hands on. Um, some of the food that had spoiled, or the flour that had spoiled, often from ships that had been sunk or from that had been affected in some way, created um, uh, food that was essentially rotting even before it had got to the oven. Throughout the city, there was an air of fatalism that the uh, the end for the people of Leningrad was near, and that they would die, um, and that there would be uh, nobody left to uh, to tell uh, the uh, their ancestors what had happened. However, the the reality was that the siege was broken, that the city did survive that the uh, Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union did fail, and that uh, three and a half years later there were Red Army soldiers laying siege to Berlin. One reason why the siege was broken was because the uh, Red Army managed to supply the city for sufficiently long enough, that there was no decision for an invasion of the city, an assault on the city, instead it was uh, believed that the city would uh, simply die out, and it, and it doesn't do. Uh, and again, this can be seen as uh, another one of uh, Hitler's uh, miscalculations on the Eastern Front, which, um, when you look at it through all these podcasts we've done, Operation Barbarossa, they seem to rack up um, more, ever more significantly. Um, so we're going to look more at the Siege of Leningrad uh, next time when we focus on this topic. But if you found this useful and you'd like to read more um, original journalism, do check out the Explaining History Patreon page. You can find it uh, link, uh, the link to it uh, in the blurb on this podcast. And um, I hope you find this useful and I'll catch you next time. All the best. Thank you and goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.